Okay, so uh, so first of all, big shkayach to Mati Stevansky for sponsoring this morning the breakfast and Leilunishmas his grandfather and Shoshav Aliyah, and with that only Shafer Brachan Atzlacha should come to him, the whole kilo of Kali Yisrael. Okay, so what we've been learning the past few weeks, we're sort of moving on from the sugi that we've been doing the past few weeks. Although we'll still we're still going to be talking about for a little bit the story in Sefer Yeshua that we've been discussing, which is again the Jewish people's conquest of the city of Ai, the second city in Eretz Yisrael. So, again, what, what we've been talking about, again, just to recap the story very, very basically, the Jewish people's first attempt to conquer the city failed. Uh, there was a sin that the Jewish people, that the Achan, one of the, a member of the tribe of Yehuda, committed a sin regarding the city of Yericho, and because of that, Kla Yisrael didn't have the Siat Deshmaya to conquer the next city of Ai right away. And so Kla Yisrael to first do tshuva for that Avera, and then we were able to conquer the city of Ai. But because uh, because of that Avera and because of the weakness of um, the level Siat Deshmai that we had, so uh, that's, what we, that's what we've been speaking about, that Kla Yisrael had to sort of conquer Ai, B'derech HaTeva, But in a natural way, using, um, what's the word, uh, uh, you know, military tactics and so on, B'derech but what was interesting is, is that the, the specific type of tactic that the Jewish people used, B'derech HaTeva, was one of trickery, was one of trickery. In other words, the, what they did was, Yeshua split up, as, we, as I've mentioned, he split up the army in two. The weaker part, the weaker half, was what attacked the city head-on, tr- you know, tricking the, the enemy and lulling them into a false sense of security. And because what they saw was a smaller number of soldiers and a weaker and a weaker part of the of the army, so they were overconfident, and they emptied out their city from all their able-bodied men to attack Kali Yisrael. But meanwhile, the other half of the army, the stronger ones, during the middle of the night, went around the back of the city. So now when all the uh, the enemy of the, the city of Ai empties out, so Yishuvunun gives a signal, and the male of the second half of the army in the back, now he heard the signal somehow, whatever it is, and they're able to to come from the rear and surround the enemy, and we're able to overcome to take over the city. So, that's, uh, so what we've been talking about the past few the past few shirim is the aspect of the Jewish people coming and conquering the city with their chateva. But now I want to focus in on just specifically this Indian of using trickery, of using trickery to conquer the enemy. Now again, uh, you know, a, a sort of a, 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 a something that we've been that we've been discussing throughout the entire Sefer Yeshua is. Instead of thinking of these as just stories that once upon a time happened that we learn about, these are all eitzes. Everything in Chumash and everything in Navi are all eitzes in Avodas Hashem. Only, 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 the only stories that the Navi records for us are stories that are relevant for us right now to become better Yidden in our conflicts, in our battles with the Sahara. So instead of thinking of this is Kla Yisrael fighting the city of Ai, which, you know, from thousands of years ago, this is... Hadracha in how the Jewish person is able to conquer his city of Ai, his enemies, and his Yetzirahs, to overcome his uh, negative inclinations. And that's what we're learning from. So what we're being introduced, therefore, from that, in that way of thinking, what we're being introduced over here is, is as the Pasuk says, to wage war against the Yetzirah, with trickery. With trickery. Not necessarily always going head-on, but... Uh, you know, but to use some sort of uh, maneuvering and military tactic in order to trick the Yetzirah. Now, the truth is, this idea goes way back. The parishes that we're in, right? The whole, the first time in Chumash, in Torah, we have this sort of conflict and war between good and evil. 
is really between Yaakov and Esav. And the whole theme of Yaakov and Esav, and then also with love, and it's, it's all trickery. Even the name Yaakov, Esav himself says that he's called Yaakov, Yaakov and Mind, that he tricked me. The word Yaakov means crooked. So even though Yaakov is Ishtam, he's the simple Titan Emes Yaakov, he's Emistic, but in his, in his way of interacting with Esav and overcoming Esav, he uses these trickery things. So again, buying the Bechaira and then getting the Brachas, and even with, with Lovin, Chazal say famously, the Rashi brings down from in Parshas Vietze, that when he met Rachel for the first time, and he, you know, and he, and he says that they should get, that they're going to get married. And so Rachel Amina says, "Yeah, my father's lover, and he's a, he's a, he's a tricky person, and he's always trying to manipulate situations. It might not be so easy." So Yaakov says, "Achiv huber I'm his brother when it comes to trickery. That's how I'm going to approach it." As the pasuk says, "Emike shetapo with a trickery with a tricky person, which is the Sahara, then you be trick." then you'll be tricky. And so this is what we find by I as well. The first time the Jewish people have, see with Yericho, for example, there was no struggle. There was no struggle. It was miracles and just, you know, it was pretty easy. This is the first time the Jewish people actually had a struggle with, with, a, with, a, with, with an enemy in Eretz Yisrael, which again is a reflection of an enemy from within. So it's the first struggle we had. And you see that the eights the that the Jewish people did was not just to fight head on, but to use trickery. So, this is not only, again, like I said, from Yaakov Avinu, we find this such a thing. This is true with, uh, as the city of Ai. And this is a, a derech in Avaydat Hashem. So take, it says we're going to learn about today for a few minutes, this Indian of tricking the Yitzhar. So we're going to see some practical examples of it. And Bez Hashem, if we have time, we'll go a little bit deep. We'll go, uh, it, it's, again, we're touching a very, very big sugev, but just to go a little bit deeper into this Indian. So, but you'll see. So we're going to learn uh, some Kamarna today. And some lashon, kamar and lashon. We're going to make uh, the combination of the two. So if you take a look at Maramuk number one. So this is a piece from Nesiv Mitzvaysecha. That's what we're learning uh, in the mornings between uh, the two minyanim, seven forty-five. Little plug over there. So uh, so we're learning the Hakdama. So this is a little bit ahead in Hakdama. It's Ais Chaf Aleph and Chaf Beis. So the, the kamar over there again. The whole Hakdama is jumping from topic to topic because he's just giving a general overview. of of what he's going to be discussing. So, by in Ois Chaf Alf and Chaf Beis, he's talking about the Indian of Tzadikim who sometimes uh, act in a way of, of wealth and royalty. So, by some rabbis, they have such a thing. There's always two different approaches. Some rabbis went with Pashtas and poverty, and other rabbis went with, uh, you know, with like, like a Melech. So, he's talking about that Indian of Tzadikim that go with a lot of uh, Gashmias and Archava. So he says like this, tzadik gomer. So he says in his own way what the Indian is of a tzaddik, uh, uh, you know, having a lot of money and wealth and, and going in a way of, uh, of royalty. He says like this, tzadik gomer, when you have a person that's a tzadik gomer, so that's already, okay, so that's the category of person we're talking about, someone who's deeply connected to Telekos. So sometimes they'll find, a tzadik gomer, you'll find that he has a, a minig of, of living a uh, expanded lifestyle uh, with harchav uh, means gashmias and, and and nice clothing and a nice house and so on. Why laharchav daita in order that he should have uh, a, a, a large mind. He shouldn't. Uh, he should enjoy life. Life should be. It should be pleasant. Why? So he says the reason for this is shleikatrek olav This is in order to lull the Sahara into a false sense of security that the Sahara shouldn't. And the other side shouldn't be makadrik, shouldn't prosecute against the tzaddik. When you have a tzaddik who's a tzaddik gomer, who's obviously trying to bring kedusha to the world and helping Yidin, so he, that person is going to be on the top, the top dead most wanted from the sitra achra. So the tzaddik has to figure out ways, we're talking about being tricky, figure out ways 
to to circumvent the kitzrag, to silence any prosecution, to lull the Yitzhar into a full sense of security. So he says like this: Kad dveikus v'achiyus lekus, the dveikus and the the divinity and the divinity that the tzaddik experiences, the leiv semeach mitfilo tefillin, and the joy the joy that tzaddik has with davening and putting out tefillin and so on, umamish chayim lekdusha. So the void of the tzaddik is life for holiness, umavis the sitra and death to the sitra to the other side. So it's like, you know it's like uh, when you have a, a cornered animal is the most dangerous one. Right? The Rambam writes in Hilchas Malachim that when the Jewish people go to war, I mentioned this once, Jewish people go to war. The halacha in warfare by the Jewish people is that you're not supposed to surround an enemy completely. You always have to leave an escape route for the enemy. Why is that? So one explanation. The uh, give two different explanations. One explanation is Rachmanis. That, uh, that they should, if, if there's anyone that wants to flee, let them flee. The Meshachachma says more than that. He says, no, 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 this is, it's not just about your Rachmanis. If you surround the enemy without any escape, then they're going to fight to the death. And it's much more difficult. But if you give them an escape, okay, so then, then, then they'll rather run than using all of their kachas to defend themselves. So he says this, so, so the avoid of the tzaddik is mamish death to the other side. And so they're, now the other side, the Sitrach, the Yitzhar, is going to be fighting for its life. So it's going to be very difficult. So in order to avoid... So we're going to see. In the Rambam. Okay, that's a, that's a separate discussion. We'll so in order to avoid... In order to avoid any prosecution from the Yitzhahara and attack the Yitzhahara to Chas Hashom, cause the Tzaddik to uh, lose his Madragas. So Tzarek, it's a mistake. So the Tzaddik has to get involved in, in things, in, in, in sort of, uh, I don't know what the good translation of that is, but uh, to have a sense of, uh, a sense of uh, expansiveness in things of this world. In order the Yitzhahara should not, should not uh, be misgaber, should not, uh, should not uh, be, 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 strung, be strengthened over him. In other words, that's what he's, that, that, in other words, what, what the Kamarna is telling us is, is that when the Tzaddik has money and food and beautiful clothing and so on, what does the Yitzhara say? That guy, okay, I'm not, I'm not worried about him anymore. He's already, you know, he's, he, he, he's now deeply connected to my territory, gosh, so as the, the Yitzhara is of, is of the mindset, which L'chaira is true, that things of this world, that's his territory. That's going to be the end. That's not where Kedusha is. You want to be a Kaddish and Tar and to conquer with Kedusha, that's with Ruchnias. And so he, when he sees that, if he saw the Tzadik Gomer and the Tzadik Gomer is all Ruchnias, so that's, that's, that's very threatening to the Yitzhar. But once he sees the Yitzhar, the, once the Yitzhar sees the Tzadik get involved in Gashmias, he's like, okay, I'm not... I'm not worried about him anymore. He's not going to do too much damage to me. That's what the, that's the Yitzhar figures. And so says the Kamarna, and that's exactly why the Tzaddik is doing this, to lull the Yitzhar into a full sense of security, where in the meantime, you'll give the Yitzhar its due, so the Tzaddik will be wearing nice clothing to quiet the Yitzhar. In the meantime, he'll be mechazigid and taira and tefillah and so on, despite the fact that he has nice clothing. So there's this trickery going on to silence the Yitzhar. The uh, chain is, uh, yeah. When you say you're tricking the Yitzhahara, isn't it really you're tricking your own self? Like, you know, well, we're we're going to see about that in a moment. We're, gonna, we're, we're, we're sort of building level upon level of this. So the first simple uh, way of thinking is this approach. 
There's the, 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 the sudden up there, and then you're trying to sort of silence it. We're going to see how it gets deeper and deeper. That's a good point. And he records, this, is, this was Taka the Minig of He was also one of those rabbis like this. His clothing was mamish royal. And every day the meals by his house were mamish like the meals of a king. It happens to be he didn't really eat much of it, but at least he saw it and it was like set up very nicely on the table. And the Rabbi Melech of Lezhensk would say about that you should know that, that it looks like he's just wearing physical clothing and just, you know, uh, that's exactly why the Yitzhar is not going to attack because he just sees another, okay, he's not as holy as I thought he was. He look, look how he's dressed and look what he has by his meal. Ramelech, meanwhile, used to say that when Ramelech Zachever puts on his clothing, Latfila for Davin, for example, Umachaber Krosim Shalvushai, and he buttons and he buttons uh, the clothing that he has, Mam Shech Shef Lamal Lashmainim Elof Kitas Malachim. By buttoning his clothing, he's already bringing Shefa to the world to eighty thousand Malachim. Come, they they receive a divine uh, flow from the Rabbanu Shalom from him buttoning his coat. So you're talking. So on the outside, the Yitzhar doesn't uh, doesn't say anything because he's just he's buttoning his coat. His coat and look at his coat. It's, it's much gorgeous. So what type of tzaddik? I'm not worried about that. Meanwhile, when he's doing that, he's being piled in yonah. That's what uh, Remelech used to say. And because he was such a potent tzaddik, so he always had to be protected at all times. First of all, he's throwing in another aspect also, that there's an aspect also of, of silencing the Yitzhara, of quieting the Makachik, of tricking the Yitzhara. And we're not going to go into this point over here, but he does mention also that the tzaddik also needs to sort of hold on to the things of this world that he shouldn't, that he shouldn't die from the Dvekas. We find such a thing. There's a, there, there, there are many tzaddikim... Right, the Nisi Chabad, they have this minig also. Not always, but many of them have this minig that whenever they would say a mimer, they would hold on to a napkin. They would have a napkin. And so one of the reasons is because uh, there shouldn't be a stalkus when they said a mimer. From the Valtani, there's a maisa that he, the Valtani was known that when he davened, very often he would go into states of dvekas, and his dvekas was extremely intense. They would literally, he would literally be rolling on the floor with his talus and tefillin, and mamish rolling on the floor. And so one time the chassidim saw that they were worried about the Valtani mamish dying from it. So, uh, so one of his great uh, Talmidim, Rabbi Aaron Sarselia, I quote him at Shabbos. So he says, no, no, simple eight, so he went over the Valtani rolling on the floor and just took out his Tzilin Shereish and Valtani came back. So that's uh, such a thing. It goes back to Tanaim also. There's a, there's a Maisa in, in Pirkei Hechol. It's one of the old Kabbalists from we have. There was a Maisa that, um, who was it? Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol, I think it was. Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol was in a state of his Bainus. And before him was Rabbi Kiva and someone else. I can't remember the other Tana. Rabbi Kiva and someone else, Talmidim, before, before uh, Rabbi Shmuel Kaingal. And, uh, and they noticed that in his state of Dvekis, he was close to, to dying from the Dvekis. So the, it's, so the Bryce says that Rabbi Kiva and whoever the other Tana was, I can't remember, they had, uh, they had a, a, like a towel or something or, or, a, tish, or a, a, a napkin or whatever that was Tomei Tumas Nida. That a woman that was a Nida touched it, so it had Tumas Nida on it, and they took it, and they touched, touched him with that uh, blanket, with that towel, whatever it is, and uh, his neshama came back to him. And by the way, it's interesting, in the mice, it's, uh, how they, it's time they had that on them. 
Like this was like, you know, like when you have like a fire, fire the thing, you know, for emergency only, you know, break the glass. They, they had, they had a thing of a Thomas Nida just because they knew that the Dveikas might cause the Hestalkas. So there's such a thing also of needing to be Makusher to this world in order to make sure the Dveikas doesn't cause the Hestalkas. That's what he's mentioning also. We had to have things of this world that in our Chava to make sure he didn't die. But again, that's not our Sugi right now. But again, going back, the main reason he says is in order to trick the Yitzhahara. And he says, and one time, a uh, frumer uh, young man once asked her, like a frumak, why do you, why do you have so much gashmias? It doesn't, uh, it's not so, it's not the way. So, hey, should I be pashtas? And Remichel said, to be pashtas, what do you mean? I, the, the, the more food I have and the nicer clothing I have, I, I serve Hashem better. I serve Hashem better. And so in those words, we contain these ideas of trying to trick the Yitzhar. Okay. Now, <clears throat> in the meantime, so until now what we see is this idea of tricking the Yitzhar in order just to silence it. But the truth is the trickery goes deeper than that. The trickery goes deeper than that. Because not only are, in other words, in other words until now you could think of it like this. Really it's taka true. That, that, that really the tzaddik, in order to connect to the Rabbani Shalom, is taka only through ruchliest things. But in order to make sure that, the, that there's no intense attack from the Yitzhara, so, you know, as an as a, as a unfortunate necessity, the tzaddik has to connect himself to Gashmias in order to silence the Yitzhara, although he's involved in the Gashmias, taka is not Avaydis Hashem, but he has no choice to do it, otherwise the attack will be too intense. <coughs> But the tr- that, and that's a certain level of trickery because he's again he's he's getting involved in the gashmias in order to to silence the prosecution to then be involved in a Hashem properly. But the trickery goes more than that, because the truth is even his involvement in gashmias is also a trick. Take a look at Marmok number two. This is from the Kamarna in one of his other svarim of Neitzer Chesed. It's a sefer Neitzer Chesed. It's a sefer on Pirkei Avos. So in Parak Vav Mishnah Beis, the Kamarna writes the following thing. He's talking about also this Indian of tzaddikim that are that that find themselves connected to Gashmias or at times, uh, you know, have a lot of uh, Gashmias with them, and he explains as follows: Said the Kamarna, the truth is, it, it, only the, only the other side, only Yitzhahara and the Sitrachra and, and even the part of us, the Nefesh Bahamas, really thinks of this dynamic of like the Ruchmias is holy and Gashmias is just Gashmias. But that's a mistake. That's a mistake. The Rabbanu Shalom's light and his presence and his midas and his, uh, who the Rabbanu Shalom is and his focus is in Gashmias too. If the Rabbanu Shalom wasn't paying attention and wasn't sending his light into things of this world, then things of this world wouldn't exist. So whatever a person, whatever exists in the world is obviously on some level saturated with divine, with divine energy. It's just covered over by physicality and so on. And so and that, that cover is what the Yitzhar sees. That's what people see. But deep down, there must be Hashem's presence. The Rabbani Shalom constricted his midas, his, his light, and so on, in things of this world. Kasef, Ezov, Ekovit, Barachav, Esadas, Vahavas, Tanugim, Kamachal, Mishnah, all the things of this world that we associate with enemy territory. The truth is, behind the scenes, there must be God's presence there. So says the Kamarna, the tzaddik is not only tricking the Yitzhar by saying, see, I'm involved in Gashmias, so I shouldn't be on your top, you know, top ten most wanted. And therefore, when, I, when I'm involved in Ruchmias, the Yitzhar is not going to take it so seriously. But it's, it, the trickery goes deeper than that. Because even when the tzaddik is involved in Gashmias, 
what he's really thinking about and is involved in Gashmias is the Kedusha, is a spark of, div- of divinity that's contained in there. Like the Baal Shanta said, it's in Tzavos Rivash, that when a person enjoys something of this world, of course you should enjoy it. The, the Rabbanishal made, uh, you should have pleasure. But to, but to realize that that pleasure that you're experiencing is multi-layered. So your body is experiencing the pleasure of the body of this object, right, or whatever the, the food is, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, you're, that, that pleasure is not just body. It's a soul, everything is a soul experience at the same time. So your soul is experiencing the pleasure of connecting to the divinity in the soul of that object. And so the idea is not to, dis, not to forget about the pleasure, but it's to realize where the, deep, where the depth of that pleasure comes from. And then all of a sudden, it's a, it's, a more, it's a much more meaningful pleasure. It's much more deeper, it's a deeper experience. So the trick of the Yitzhara is, is multi-layered. Not only are you silencing the Yitzhara, you know, to be able to do ruchnes uh, of things, but even in the thing that you're that you're involved in, which is which is tricking the Yitzhar, that itself is Vegas. So he says like this: And when a person, when the tzaddik sort of has that harchavas adas, that expansive expansive consciousness, but he's but he's realizing that his pleasure and his like sort of sense of uh, of, uh, of feeling good is because of the sparks of holiness contained in that physical experience. And the Yitzhar doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stop this. Because he, the Yitzhar is thinking that, uh, okay, that he's in my territory. He has a chilek in what's going on. So he doesn't have a problem with this. And when the tzaddik is able to have this, uh, he's in a better mood and, and he feels good. So, the tzaddik is then able it's not an easy thing, but the tzaddik is then able to sort of peel away the layers of this experience and to realize and to meditate on where the pleasure is truly coming from. And then what happens? Then the, the divine energy that until now was trapped behind the scenes of this physical experience is now freed, is now released. And not only is it, uh, is it uh, not a yurida not a for the tzaddik, Adarab, it becomes a mamish and avayda, right? Ve'ekmitu, meskash, and bein tzayf, and now it becomes expanded, and it becomes connected to the infinite light of Hashem, which is more clearly apparent in ruchnius, uh, you know, uh, ruchnius in, in gay, uh, things, that, things that you do in ruchnius. But it's all the same thing. Umashpiyan kalashpayas besrachlis gadol. And this will cause a great shefa to the world. Kibem es molek Because the truth is, Rabbi Nishon's presence is everywhere. And everything is being enlivened by God. So, uh, so the very the very notion over here is incorrect from the Yitzhar. But this is this is again the level of trickery that we that we do. Now to give a, a more I guess you can say a practical example. Until now we're talking about Adagas of Tzadikim that they'll dafka go with a lot of gashmias and the level of tr- there's like two levels of tricking right tricking the Yitzhar into thinking that this guy is not such a tzaddik and more than that, even the Indian that the Yitzhar is is the, the gashmias that the tzaddik is connected to is itself. A depth, uh, you know, a, a deep experience of ruchnis for the tzaddik. But now to give a little bit more of a, a practical example. So in Marmaka number three, this also is from the Sefer Nitziv Mitzaysecha from the Kamarna. It's in the Siv HaTayra, uh, right in the beginning of it. <coughs> so he, he's not listening to this year. Like he no, 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 I'm talking about when the, when the tzaddik is being... So the, the so the listen the, the truth is the, 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 the I'll tell you so every everything everything that we learn always has to be rooted in tarig mitzvahs right there's no such thing that you'll find in Avodas Hashem something that's not connected to tarig mitzvahs the six thirteen that's the shoresh of all things so this idea is also rooted in tarig mitzvahs 
One of the 613 is, is to bring a Sar Lazazel on Yom Kippur. What's the Sar Lazazel? It's on Yom Kippur. It's Mamash Kadesh HaKadosh. The whole day of Yom Kippur is Mamash the whole. And so what's the Sar Lazazel? You have another goat with a gyro. It's Mamash a gyro. One's Lashem, one's Lazazel. And, and someone is sent with that goat to go to some mountain, you know, some cliff, you know, outside uh, Yerushalayim and just to throw it off the mountain. Sar Lazazel. So it's a carbon. It's not a carbon. It's funny because the person that's sent to do that, uh, the, the, it, it technically could be anyone. It doesn't have to be a Kayin or a Leib. It could be anyone. The Minig, the Mishnah says already, the Minig was that ex Gedolim would be the ones to do it. So you're talking about, so this was seen as a big Avaida, akin to Avaida space Hamigdash. What was the Sarla Zazo? So the Ramban brings down, and Chumash, the Ramban brings from the Zara Kaddish, that really it's this idea, which is that you're, you're doing something which on the outside seems idolatrous even, because in those days that's what they used to do. They would take, when they wanted to serve mamish uh, shadim, demons, and not just uh, other gods, but mamish uh, demonic forces on the other side, they would do such a thing. They would take a car, they wouldn't sacrifice a carpet in a normal way. They would take it and throw it off a mountain and be split into a million pieces and so on in that uh, um, very, um, you know, gruesome way that, uh, you know, not such a nice refined way. And that was a way of serving not just the Vaidazar, but to serve the, the Sitrachar and Shadim and uh, things like this. And so that's what Kali Yisrael are doing. And who's doing it? Kahanam Gedoylem. And, and, and the difference between which Sar goes to the Kaddish HaKadshim and which goat goes to the Zazel is just a Gairo. And the Gemara, like the Mishnah says, you have to be exact, same height, same weight, same load. They have to, everything has to be, these goats the same. The answer is, because what's really going on is a trick. Says the Ramban, that's exactly what Ramban says. That they were tricking the Sitra Achra. You, we are, so, and it's a whole big sugit, just to go back uh, to your question. It, it is a very big sugit how this takes place, but... It's all contained in that, in that mitzvah of, of Sar Lazazel, where there is some level of, of giving chiyas and giving energy to the Sitra Achra, but at the same time, you know, the, the, what you, eventually everything is taken back, kifla kiflayim. So it is a big sugya. Just giving a, a maramakim, I guess you can say. If you take a look at the Ramban over there by Sar Lazazel, that's the, that's the Indian. But, that's, but, that, but again, like, like you said, this whole sugya has to be rooted in Tariq Mitzvah, and that's the mitzvah that it's rooted in, in, this, in the parish of Sar Lazazel. So there is such a thing. By the way, this is also, it's, like I said, this is opening up a, a very, very large sugya that, that maybe, maybe, we could, maybe we could spend some time on it, I don't know. But there was a whole sefer really written by the Ramchal. The majority of the sefers really are about this topic. And uh, it was revolving around, the, the Ramchal wrote this sefer, it's called Kinas Hashem Tzvokas, as a response to accusations against him that he was a secret Shabsitzvi follower. And uh, the Ramchal wrote this whole sefer to show the errors of Shabsitzvi and how terrible that movement was. You know, obviously, if I'm going to write such a sefer, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not from that that cut. So anyway, so and the whole sefer really is revolving this Indian is that Shasitzvi and his and his chaver made this big mistake of of there there are guidelines how to do this and there are ways to do this and 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 when to do it and in what way because this can be okay. So maybe I'll go into into the territory of the Sahara in order to lull the Sahara into a full sense of security. In the meantime, I'll be doing uh, amazing things in the meantime. That that's the philosophy that we're being that, that we're that we're seeing over here, but it needs to be extremely guided and measured in the right way. Otherwise, it could be a heter to that, that, that. In halach, we do find such an idea. It's called aver l'shma, doing an aver l'shem shemai, right? Doing aver l'shem shemai. There's such an idea, but it has to be 
guided properly. And that's what the whole Sefer of their Kinesa Shantzvokas is about, the, halo, the, the concept of a ver doing it a ver When is it allowed? How does it work? When is it allowed to do it? It's a, it's a large sugis. I mean, maybe if you want to talk about this, we can, we can spend a few weeks on this. But I, 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 was, I wasn't sure if you were going to, but at least uh, to open up the topic. So take a look at my remarks. Again, these, what we're talking about right now are not such extreme examples, like wearing nice clothing and eating a meal. Like we're not, you know, that's not like, that's not a ver per se. But if you take this idea to an extreme, it could become uh, murky. So if you take a look at my remarkable number three, this is a, an exa- a practical example of, of, of using trickery against the Eitzara, but it's not, uh, again, it's not a very lishma. It says like this. So again, in the Siv HaTayra, Amar HaKadosh Rabbeinu Yitzchak Midravich. So one of the tzaddikim, he quotes this Rabbeinu Yitzchak that he used to say the following thing. This Rabbeinu Yitzchak was a magid. He would go from town to town and, 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 and give drushes to be more yidin to, 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 to grow. So he says, like, he used to say like this, When I'm about to go on my way to travel, to go give Teichach and Musr, and to try to inspire Yidin, so Yitzar Mizgarabi. So Yitzar immediately starts attacking me. So what, and what does Yitzar say? He says, Yitzchak, Shev the Beischa, what are you doing? Sit at home, learn. What do you, you mean, Matriach yourself to go schlep around to help other Yidin? Obviously, Yitzar doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want. Yidin to be inspired. So Yitzhar says to me, Yitzhar, just sit at home. What do you learn? Learn yourself. Why do you have to go bother yourself? It's ready from, and it's going to cause bit for you. So what do you need this for? So this is Rabbi Yitzhar says, so what do I tell Yitzhar? He says, what? They're going, what do you think? I have to go make a parnasa. What do you want? Uh, I have to go make money. That's why I'm doing this. Then the Yitzhar says to me, oh, Bishul Mois, Lech Lashon. Okay, fine. If it's if it's for money, then gezontet. Go gezontet. The body is a gedol tasa. Okay, it's a mitzvah to make a pronosa as well. So that's what, that's the Yitzar says. Ukshani bolamakim. So said the rabbinis. So that's that's the approach. So I tell Yitzar, I'm going to for I'm going for money. That's why I'm going. And then when I actually get there, mashlech luchutz apniach itzaynis. Then I forget the external motivation of money. Vani oiseyeker, and I do the main thing, which is to mechazikit. And so that's that's the you know. So obviously it's a trick. And and and. And he's tricking himself. This is like an internal conversation he's having. So he's, he's talking to a malach. I'm talking to a malach. There's a part of himself that needs to be that needs to be uh, to get on board. You know what I mean? And the way he's doing it is that he's talking. No, I'm, like the Gemara says, "La oylam yasa gad mitorah mitzvus shaloy lishma shemitorah shaloy lishma balishma." That's not. This is an example of that. Like to read it seriously. Like when he when he says that the Yitzar, I'm doing this for money. Like there, there there's there was when he said that he meant it. He, the, to a certain degree, and there's a certain part of him that needs to hear that, and so you need to get the whole uh, the whole of you on board to go do a mitzvah. So there's going to be a part of you that's the shem shemayim, but to expect that that's going to be the only voice in the beginning that's unrealistic, because and, and 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 more than that, it can't be because the eight sahara again, you might not be the top ten most wanted, but with your eight sahara, you know what I mean? You're 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 the focus of your Yitzhar. And so whenever you're doing something and you want it to be the Shem Shemayim, the Yitzhar knows that he doesn't want that to happen. So you gotta you gotta go with trickery. You gotta go with trickery. Okay. That's the Mahalach. That's the Mahalach. It's the Derech Hashem. So a person wants to wake up uh, in the morning, you know, so the Yitzhar is gonna stop you. Okay, so you tell the Yitzhar, I'm not going to Davin. I'm, 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 I'm waking up early to go jog. I'm waking up early to go exercise, to whatever, whatever it is. And the answer is going to say, okay, fine, take his own take. But then when you actually get, you wake up and get out of bed, you go, you go to Davin, you go to Shul, whatever it is. You know, so the Tachbul is Tasa Mocham. You use trickery to do this again. Okay, so now, fine, that's the, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go a little bit deeper.
this Indian of let, let's let's investigate in a little bit di- of a deeper level this Indian of trickery. Now, we're obviously being told that we're supposed to trick the Yitzhar. This is the way. This is the approach. Yaakov and Esav. That's the approach. But with with but but in order to really identify this Indian of tricking, so we have to investigate just for a couple minutes what would the the the, the concept of tricking people, uh, tricking another yid. So, in other words, uh, in halacha, one of the there's a mitzvah in the Torah that's called aina, aina. The word aina, it's one of the lavin for a person. That's a prohibition. A person cannot violate, cannot do aina. What does aina mean? So aina and chazal mean two things, and it's really two different mitzvahs. There's one term aina which means tricking someone financially. What does it mean? Aina's mamin. Aina's mamin is that uh, a guy is selling something and he doesn't even chap that what he's selling is extremely valuable. And he's selling himself short. Or the opposite is true. The guy wants to buy something and he doesn't chop. That, you know, he's, he's offering a crazy amount of money for something that really is cheap. So, so in this case, you, you now have an opportunity to trick this guy and to get out of him money that really, either to take money that he shouldn't have to give or to, uh, you know, or to receive money he shouldn't receive and so on. I know mom. That's a violation. The Gemara says in Bab Mitzia, it's sugis and sugis above Mitzia. That and 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 for many of the sugis you see, and it's all kumad mafurish gemaras that this is an avera of tricking someone. Even though technically speaking, you can make the argument the guy's selling it voluntarily. I'm not I'm not breaking into his house and taking his uh, taking his object. He's voluntarily selling it. Okay, he doesn't chop how much it's valued, or even if he does, whatever. So the Gemara says in Bavitzi many places, this is a gezel, it's a gezel decay. Although it's true, you're not literally stealing from someone against his will. It's not against his will, but it's gezel. This is, this is an Indian that a person has, just like a person has the rights to his, own, to his own money, and I can't take that right away from him. So this is part of his rights, is not to be tricked, not to be tricked financially. It's also, it's also gezel. But there's another type of aina, the Chazal used the word aina, aina's devarim, which is not financial anymore, but it's not tricking someone. Stop tricking someone. So take a look at Maramaka number four. This is a Mishnah about Mitzia, Nun Chesim And, and, and mi, look at the language of the Mishnah. Just as there's a prohibition of, of overcharging or, under, or undercharging and so on when it comes to buying and selling, so too there's a prohibition of, 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 of being dishonest with words. So the Mishnah now says examples. These, these are examples of being dishonest with one words. Not, not financial, but with words. Let's say you go into a store and you start speaking to the store. How much is this? How much does this cost? And you have absolutely no interest in buying this object. Just stop having a conversation, whatever it is. So what's happening? Uh, you, you, you're tricking the store owner. You, he's, he thinks that he might, be, uh, might have a customer. But you know that you're not being a customer. Or another example, let's say you see someone that's about tshuva. Don't, don't have a conversation with him and say to him, and bring up his history. It makes him feel bad. It's, uh, it's not nice. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not tricking, but it's... it's, it's, it's. So we're going we're gonna to see. So technically, listen, that's the point of here. means to cause pain with words. That's what means. Ainos means. means to to trick a, you know to, to to take a person's money away from him in a way that's not hundred uh, percent you know even and nestvarim means to cause pain with words so again the first example is to cause pain for the tr- store owner and the fact that I'm 
pretending as if I'm uh, a customer. Or another example is to remind about Shuvah of his past. Imu ben Geirim, or let's say a person is a convert, to remind him of his, of his, of his history. That's a prohibition of not causing pain with words. So in other words, what we have over here is an interesting thing. Again, you have two different prohibitions. You have a prohibition of a nos mamen. A nos mamen means it's it's a gezel. It's a, it's a gezel. It's a it's a it's a gezel deke inyan. I can't obviously break into a person's house and take their object. That's theirs. But I also can't uh, overcharge them for something, or they can't uh, you know under you know the, you know buy something from me for extremely low price and I don't realize it. It's Ainostavarm, it's it's gazel. And then you have this other prohibition, which is called Ainostavarm, which is making someone feel bad. Mentioning to a Balchuva's history, mentioning to a Gera's past, Ainostavarm. So the question is. It doesn't have to be No, the straight, straightforward, yeah, yeah. So here's here's the question, the first ask is what do these two things have to do with each other? The mission says, just as there's a prohibition of what? Of Ainas Mamin, of 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 taking a person's money. Again, it's not thievery straight, but it's, uh, it's an inning of taking a person's money. So, so too, there's an inning of not making a person feel bad with your words. What is, what is one to the other? The answer is, what you see from this Mishnah is a huge chiddush, which is that when I make, it, God forbid, when, when, when a Jew makes another person feel bad, when you say something not nice and, and you, you embarrass someone and so on, so the way to think of it is that you did something wrong. You did something wrong. You, you said something not nice to another Jew. It's more than that. Every Jew has the right to be respected. It's your right to be respected. Just as you have a right to your property, and you have a right to your money, and if someone steals from you or tries to finagle a, a deal in a way that you, that you're, you know, the mice you're being, you're being uh, messed over with that. So there's, you, your rights are being trampled. Someone is taking something from you that's not rightfully, that's rightfully yours. And so you have a right to your property, and you have a right to, to for, and part of those rights is for someone that, that they can't take it from you and so on. So I know this moment is what? Is someone, uh, you know, going against your rights? You have a right to be respected. You have a right to be respected. And when a person is disrespected, and even more so, caused pain by someone's words, it's not only an issue with the guy that said it. He's violating your rights. You have a right to be respected. You have a sense of covet and dignity that, that you're owed, Kivyachal. So says the Mishnah, just as there's an idea of Ainos Mamin, that when a person, then a person, I can't take your money and I shouldn't even, and I'm also not allowed to sort of manipulate and force you into a situation to let go of your money, because again, that's your, your money is your property, it's your rights to hold on to it. So just as there's such a halach of Ainos Mamin, so too there's an Ainos because Anastavarim is an expression of your rights. You have a right not to be disrespected. Where is this right coming from? This right is coming from the fact that you're Tzal Malikin, that you're created in the image of God. The Rabbani Shlom is the source of all covet. The Rabbani Shlom is the only entity that truly deserves covet. It's the Rabbani Shlom. But because we have an Neshama that the Rabbani Shlom instilled within us, which is a piece of Him, so because of that, we also deserve covet and honor. So things deserve covet and honor and dignity and respect and recognition because of the divinity that they, that they are, because of the, 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 the connection to Lekus that they represent, that they're the embodiment of. That's where covet and dignity comes from. Now, whenever you're talking about the Yitzhahara and the side of impure, the side of evil, 
This Indian of tricking the Yitzhahara, when we talk about tricking the Yitzhahara, if I were to do that to a person, that's showing disrespect. If I were, you know, the same tactic that we're talking about with the Yitzhahara, if I did that with a person, that would be a violation of what? Of Enosdvar. Right? That, that's causing disrespect. To, to speak to you, and I, I, when I, when I, when I, when if a person, when a person, uh, when, when I, if I were to, God forbid, a person, one Jew lies to another Jew, right? That, 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 that's not only that you said something that's, that's false. You're, you're, you're not giving the person the respect that he deserves. The respect that a, a person deserves a, a, a level of, of respect, at least the decency to be spoken to with honesty and straightforward. But this guy that goes into the store, for example, and talks to the clerk, and not the, the, if the person's just a worker, there's one thing. You talk to the store, and it's like, yeah, how is this, how is this cost? How is this cost? You know, and you have no intention at all to buy. That's disrespecting the person. Because part of being a human being and being at Selma Lakim is that you have the right to be respect to be spoken to honestly. And if a person's uh, making all these tricks, then you're disrespecting him. This is something that's completely inappropriate with a human being and with another Jew, but it's completely yes appropriate with the Eitzahar. Why? Let's understand. That until now we've 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 been learning that the Indian of of of, of tricking the Eitzahar is just sort of like uh, it's a tactic. It's a tactic to get under the radar, v'chulu v'chulu. But now we're realizing there's an avoid in this. The deep avoid in this is that by tricking the Yitzhahara, by disrespecting the Yitzhahara, what you're saying is, Yitzhahara, you don't truly have an independent existence. You don't truly exist. You don't truly exist. The only thing that exists is the Rabbani Shlom, and the only thing that exists are things connected to the Rabbani Shlom and are, his, and are on his page. By, by disrespecting the Yitzhahara, what you, you're not just... Again, getting under the radar to give yourself some space to work with. No, no, no. That itself is one of the deepest birurim, the deepest clarifications, the deepest avaydas we can do. Because the deepest avaydas we can do is to, is, to, is to reveal the truth, which is that the only thing that exists is the Rabbani Shleilam, and if it's outside of Kedusha and Tahara, it doesn't have existence. How do we express the fact that the Yitzhahara does not truly exist, and the Yitzhahara does not truly have a kayach, and a strength and a power, an independent entity, chas v'shalom, by disrespecting it. Because respect and speaking and being spoken to honestly is, is, is something that's your right if you have a true existence. The Rabbani Shalom is, is a true existence, and therefore he deserves, the Pasuk says, someone that speaks falsely does not stand in the presence of God. It's, 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 it's something that is the, the truest existence of all demands truth. Demands dignity, demands honor. Anything that you are giving honor to automatically means that you're saying you exist and you are truth and you have you have feet to stand on. By disrespecting whatever it is that you're disrespecting, either by speaking falsely to it, by ignoring it, by any level of disrespect, what you're saying is you you're you're, you're nothing. Your mom is nothing. And that, so that's what you. So if you go into a store and you play around with the store owner, or you talk to the chassid about tshuva and you remind him of his past, and you cause pain to the person and you're causing disrespect, what you're really saying is, you pasha don't exist to me. I could not care less about you. You're just a, you're just a, uh, like a, a, a two, you know, a, 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 just a, 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 you know, a, 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 just a picture. You, you have no mitzias. You have no mitzias. That's. That's terrible. That's terribly degrading. The, a person does exist. A yid does exist. But you know what does not truly exist? The sitrach or the other side. And that's exactly the biggest avoida. Take a look at, um, at Maramukkah number five. 
over here, the Kamarna and also Neitzer Chesed, Per Gimel, Mishnah Aleph, and Per Yavis, he says, this is that, he, he describes over here in, this, in these couple lines, what the Yitzhahara pretends to be. And what our vite is to sort of undermine that. What the Yitzhah pretends to be is like this. Ki be'emes be'kol taivas o'ilam, contained with all the taivas. And, and when the Yitzhahara offers, uh, you know, the platter of this world to a person, you know why it's so tempting. Yesh nitzutze b'chines b'nei adam, k'ayim eshleimah. Because what, what, the, what the, you know, there's, there's a little piece of you, let me put it this way. When, when, the, when Adam and Chav is sinned, right? So that when Adam and Chav is sinned, for example, and caused a mixture of good and evil, right? Everything became mixed up. It wasn't just things became confusing. There was a, there's a piece of your neshama, there's a piece of you that's, there's a piece of, of, of neshamas that are scattered in things of this world. And when a person is confronted by an Isayan, the, the, depth, the reason why the Yitzhara feels so real and so like enticing is because there's a piece of you inside of that, of that object, of that, of that situation that's being presented to you. And that's what's so enticing. It feels so, so important, so real, so essential. Your avayda is to, is to take yourself back, is to sort of free your, your soul from that experience by, by, by establishing the, the, the fact that that does not real. It's not real. It doesn't exist. It's not much nothing. Until you do that, it feels very real. Because there's a part of you that's in Golas. There's a part of you that's trapped in that negativity. And when, the, and when that negative situation presents itself, there's sort of like, it feels like a shidduch. It feels like, wow, that's a, a, an opportunity because what's contained within that is a piece of me. And you are real. But the problem, this is the problem of Golas, is that now everything of this, uh, everything in, in the eights are, everything of evil feels very real because we're, a comp- we're mixed up. So the Adam and Chav is sin. And because of that, there's parts of every single one of us that's scattered in the territory of the Yitzhara. And now when the Yitzhara presents a little experience before the Jew, that experience is appealing because there's a part of you inside of it. And because there's a part of you inside of it, all of a sudden, it feels real, it feels real, and it feels like honorable and dignified, and it's real, it's significant. But your avoid is to, is to free yourself and to take that spark of who you are, to take it back to Kedusha. And what's left is something that's completely devoid of anything that's dignified and real and truthful. The Rabbani Shalom is the only thing that's real. And Nishmas Yisrael, the Jewish people, as Etzelem as uh, you know, Elokim, is also real. And the reason why anything else feels real is because there's a spark of us inside of it. But once you redeem that spark of who you are from that, what's left behind, is, is something that's fundamentally nothing. And because of that, by, by, by tricking the Yitzhara and by ignoring it, by not, giving its, by not giving it its dignity and its honor that it thinks it owe, it's owed, that itself is, is freeing yourself from the Yitzhara. That itself is freeing yourself from the Yitzhara. You understand? The, the, what, what's, what, what, the reason why the Yitzhara feels that it's, that it's owed dignity and covet and attention is because there's a part of you that's trapped in that. And really, the only thing that deserves attention is a Rabbani Shloylam or a Nisham or a Godly Nisham. And so what you, what, therefore, when the Yitzhara presents itself and it makes itself look as if it's something that needs major focus and major attention, that's Maris Ayin, that's, a, that's an illusion. That's, there's, a, there's a part of you, really what deserves attention is you. What deserves attention is your Godly Nisham. But the problem is there's a part of your Godly Nisham that's trapped in that, in that negative place. 
So instead of so, so you have to realize that instead of the attention and the covet, what the, 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 the instead of that attention and covet being given to neg to the negativity, what really you have to give attention and covet to is your neshama. And when you give attention and covet to your neshama, then that part of your neshama that's been trapped in that negativity finds its way back into your system, and what's left behind is something that's completely irrelevant and can be completely disrespected. So listen, let's see the words. Kibam is bekol taivas oilam, contained in all the types of this world. Yesh nitzutze bechines b'nei adam. There's a spark of your neshama. And again, when, when, and that's what makes the Eight Sahara enticing, and that's what makes the Eight Sahara feel dignified and demand, and, 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 and something that has a covet and so on. And what the Tzaddik does by overcoming the Eight Sahara is by freeing that spark of himself from the Eight Sahara. And by doing that, again, by, when you take that part of yourself out of that negative, you know, negative space, so then what's left behind is something that's completely, that doesn't have any right to be dignified, doesn't have any right to be recognized. And so one of the ways to free yourself from any Nisayan is to disrespect the Yitzhar. Not to belittle it, not to belittle it and say like, you know, oh, this is no big deal. It doesn't mean that, that Nisayanists are not a big deal. But it means not to give it covet. Not to give it covet. Not to, and, and, by, and by not giving it covet, what does it mean not to give it covet? It means to trick the Yitzhar. And to and to have these eights of circumventing the eights are, or to or to ignore it, ignoring is also a disrespect. But that's okay when it comes to eights. That's exactly the avoda. So is to is to disrespect it. If you take a look at Maramukha number six from the Leshem, so this is a very very high madrega. This is not for people like us. But the Leshem says the following thing: If you want to know, says the eights are, you want to know what the biggest biggest avoda is, the highest madrega. Shein l'malmi said that there's nothing higher than that. Asher kashbrochu chafis mikdoy sheyelyan that the Rebbeinu Shlom wants from the holiest of Jews. Hayoyisher gedoy l'mamish the greatest. So this is the the highest madrega that after a whole lifetime of avoda maybe a person can get there. And this is something the Leshem has all arichas. This is this is what Adam and Chava could have done. All the all the big tzaddikim and all the big uh, failures of Jewish history were revolving around this avoda. What is it? That after a person knows deeply and is connected to the deepest secrets of Torah and understands intimately who God is and the level of, of truth and respect that Kedusha deserves, then And then to focus the attention on all the levels of evil in the world, from the highest level of evil all the way to the bottom, and, and what? And with all that investigation, the, the, the maskana, the conclusion that the tzaddik should come to is, shakol kachesem einashalem klalokvat. That's mamashol nothing. Mamashol nothing. It's in the title. Shakol kachesem einashalem klalokvat. That all of their kaches, all the reality, it's, it's all mamash nothing. It's mamash nothing. El rakma shenitilim lufisha. It's all, uh, for the time being, they have this illusion of, of being dignified and being powerful and so on. From the creator of all things. In order to give us Nisyanis. And all of their reality. Even though it seems great and awesome and powerful. Hanging by a hair's breadth. And it's only being sustained by the Rabbanishal himself. In other words, says the command, the deepest level of Avadis Hashem is to look at Kedusha and say, well, Kedusha, that's real. 
And then to look at Toma and to investigate all the different levels of impurity and to say and, and to look at them and to investigate it and to come to the absolute conclusion with it, which is, nah, it's nothing. It's not much nothing. I mean, so the Kamaran is saying, like, the, the highest medreg is like to get a degree, you know, in all of the in Yonim that are not holy, and to have the the, the Leshem, and to have the conclusion that what? Nah, it's not much nothing. It's not much nothing. It's not much nothing. Now again. The, the Leshem talks about this, how this is a, not something that, this is already getting involved in a very Lishma territory, of well, putting yourself in negative places in order to come to the conclusion that it's Namish nothing. That we don't do. And the, the Leshem has a whole arichas about this, Sadiqim that made this mistake, and so on. But again, but just to explain what's going on here, again, well, just, to, just to recap, to, to sum it all up very, very, very quickly. Again, this idea, where well, we have this idea of tricking the Eitzahara. So initially we saw that this idea is, uh, it's an Eitzah, it's an Eitzah. You trick the Eitzahara, so you, you, you sort of get out of the, uh, the spotlight, the Eitzahara, so you could, you could do your things. Okay, fine. But now we have deeper than this, deeper than this. The deeper, the, 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 what really is fueling the Eitzahara, what really is fueling evil, is a piece of, of every neshama that's enlivening it. Every, the reality, everything has to have some life force to, be, to, to exist. And all life ultimately comes from God. And so, how does evil exist? Well, evil exists because, as a result of the Yitzhadas and so on, evil exists because it's a part of every single one of our neshamas that's mixed up in Ra. And that's exactly what makes it appealing. So when, when a sign comes your way, what really is going on is that this, this situation of evil that's now being presented to you is... is exists. Why? Because it's a piece of your neshama trapped in that, in that place. And as we saw, only neshamas and only the Rabbani Shalom deserve dignity and covet. And because there's a piece of your neshama that's trapped in that negative space, that's why this negative space seems so dignified and so uh, like grabbing your attention. But as we saw, the greatest way to, to, you know, to express the fact that to free, to free your neshama from that, from that space is by disrespecting it, is by saying that you don't exist, you push don't exist, I'm going to, and, 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 and the way to disrespect something is by tricking it, as we saw from Enos Tavarim. So by tricking the Sahara, this is a way of expressing the following truth. By tricking the Sahara, we're saying, Sahara, you don't really exist. Only thing that's real is the Rabbani Shlalem and the neshama. That's the only thing that's real. And, 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 those, and anything that's real deserves my respect and deserves my dignity and deserves to be acknowledged. If it's not real, if it's not the Rabbani Shalom, it's not the Nisham, it's not holy, then I don't acknowledge it. I, 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 I don't dignify it with a response. I probably don't dignify it with a response. And by doing so, you are, it's, you're, you're at this, what you're doing is undermining its life force. That's really what you're doing because the part of your neshama that's been, that's been trapped, that is trapped in that, in that uh, evil, is exactly what's creating that evil, uh, what, what's allowing that evil to have a, a sense of, of COVID and a sense of, uh, of existence. By disrespecting it, what you're saying is that you don't have any neshama within you. There's no piece of, 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 of myself, there's no piece of the Rabbani inside of you. And by doing so, the Yitzhar itself falls apart. And so this is the biggest avayda. The birur itself, the, the deepest avayda of being mavar, of, of clarifying, of separating good and evil, is by saying, good deserves covet, and evil does not deserve covet. And by tricking the Yitzhar, and by ignoring the Yitzhar, and so on, that itself is saying that the Yitzhar does not have its own existence, and the Yitzhar is disconnected from, from Kedusha, and that itself will undermine 
its very uh, its very existence. That's what's going on over here. So no, Hashem should to always have uh, have the chachma to be able to know what's truth, what what really exists, what doesn't really exist, and only to engage in things that are real and things that are not real, just to ignore them. <laughs>